Good afternoon. As updates occur in the COVID-19 response, MDDC Press will provide information tailored to the news media industry through our Five Dubs podcast. Please check the episode notes for links and more detail. I'm Rebecca Snyder, Executive Director of MDDC Press Association. Today is Friday, March 20th. Today, in addition to our coronavirus update, I'll share tidbits from our weekly Friday planner, which is emailed to all members. In coronavirus news, the MDDC Executive Committee today met with Senator Chris Coons to discuss the industry and its needs during this time. said that local news media serves its communities every day, and this is put into stark relief during times of crisis such as we are facing now. COVID-19 has upended the lives and livelihoods of every person in the state. Newspapers and their associated websites are essential to their communities. Our focus nationally is to, one, preserve our business operations, and two, ensure economic help for our members. Our members are seeing advertising drop precipitously, events being canceled, and receivables stretch out. This means less cash flow and less revenue. Our members are also lowering our paywalls, focusing on increasing coverage and managing a critical workforce. That also means higher expenses and less revenue. Newspapers and news websites are trusted and credible sources of information for their local communities. No one else in the community is providing the news, analysis, and information that the local newspaper covers in this time of crisis. To preserve our business operations now, we need to clarify nationally that news media, including the production, printing, and delivery chain, is an essential business. There's a lot of confusion across the states and localities of this country about this issue, and presses. we also need to ensure the supply lines for newsprint and other raw materials from Canada and elsewhere so that we can continue to print the newspaper. Virtual networks are stressed, and many people are turning to the printed newspaper for news. We're just seeing print circulation go up as well as print, as well as those page views. We also need to make sure that the post office continues to operate and deliver our publications. If we can't deliver our publications, we can't bill for the advertising contained in the print pubs, and that would be catastrophic. We also need to ensure economic help going forward. We need to continue to operate, whether there is revenue coming in or not. It's our public mission. So going under is not an option for newspapers. We will need economic support to continue operating, more so the longer the crisis continues. Our members are manufacturers, and we print a new product every single day. We should be one of the industries the federal government focuses on for bailouts. We need help ensuring that objective news and information will flow freely to our local communities. Senator Coons was receptive to our message and told us more about the COVID-3 bill that is being debated in Congress right now that would provide economic relief to businesses. We're also going to send this message to Maryland's delegation. We've just gotten word today that the newspaper supply lines to Canada are intact. We're still working on supplies from Europe. The Relief for Small Business Act of 2020 was introduced yesterday by House Small Business Committee Chairwoman Nida Velasquez of New York. And this would be comprehensive legislation that would provide relief to small businesses facing consequences from the ongoing outbreak. Make sure that you know that there is possible relief coming your way. The bill uh, has not yet passed, but it is reasonable to assume that it will be. Links to this bill are on 
our show notes and in our on our website resources page. Additionally, this week, the Senate passed the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, and this will affect small employers. And the definition, the federal definition of small employers as it relates to this bill is 500 or fewer employees. Uh, on, our, on our show notes, you'll see the National Law Review article that outlines this. So employers will be required to provide 10 days of paid sick leave to employees at no cost, and up to 10 weeks of family leave at 67% of the salary for other employees. And there are requirements um, to take advantage of that leave. Those are either being sick, being quarantined, or asked to quarantine by a health care provider, um, having to take care of children because schools or daycare are closed, or having to take care of a sick family member. The National Federation of Independent Business had a webinar on this subject today, and the recording for that webinar is in our show notes. There, there is relief for small businesses. Again, that's 500 and below. That's, that's coming up through the federal government. And in fact, Senator Kuhn shared with us more about the small business relief that he is working on in Congress. So I urge you to take a look at, at those, those links. Now, next week, there's two webinars that may be of interest to you. On Monday, the Freedom Forum will present a webinar on COVID-19, taking care of journalists and journalism. That'll be Monday the 23rd from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Journalists have been working nonstop to bring accurate information to their communities. Like other Americans, their work and family lives are upended. Kathy Trost from the Power Shift Project will debrief leaders from top news organizations who will share fresh ideas, best practices, and candid advice. You can register online. On Tuesday, I urge you to attend America's Newspapers webinar, Your Advertisers Need Urgent Help During the Coronavirus Crisis. This webinar is by Burrell Associates and Second Street and it will air at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday the 24th. This is being offered to all newspapers at no charge. Details and registration are in our show notes and on our website. In the midst of the crisis, our members are seeing page views go up and advertising go down. Kevin Barrier, our MDDC Advertising Director, sees opportunities. As businesses work to quickly adapt, they are going to look to ad professionals for creative ways to market their products and services. Dine-in restaurants are shut down, but many are offering curbside pickup and delivery. Gyms can communicate the benefits of staying healthy at home and generate emails through lead gen campaigns. A shop local brand campaign can be created for many businesses. Kevin's seeing businesses offering incentives to purchase gift cards now to use when the crisis passes. This stimulates revenues early for local businesses, and they need your readership to promote it. While the community is interested in reputable news, they're also craving what products and services they can connect with. Your digital impression inventory is probably up on your website, and single copy circulation is increasing. These are all positive opportunities to assist local businesses and organizations to get their message out to the public and you'll deepen your relationship as trusted advisors with your advertisers in the process. 
the value of the local community newspaper has been behind a curtain for some time in the shadow of social media and other targeted digital options. Because of the amazing work of your staff, the value of local newspapers has come into its own and is in the brightest spotlight in recent memory. This is the message that we're providing to our prospects at MDDC. In other news, MDDC, along with many other organizations representing diverse constituencies and political ideologies, signed on to a letter coordinated by the National Freedom of Information Coalition discussing the importance of transparency and public access to government actions during the coronavirus crisis. We've seen across the country and across our region many public bodies going to online or teleconference meetings, meeting uh, with very short notice, and not operating in the fullest spectrum of transparency. Although we understand how this, how these events can occur, we join the NFOIC in urging public bodies to conduct the public's business as transparently as possible. In other MDDC news, we have two new ventures that launched recently. One is our Five Dubs podcast, which you're listening to right now. We started our very first podcast, Five Dubs, this week. Our first guest was Luke Broadwater of the Baltimore Sun, discussing his investigation into Mayor Pugh. We've been recording a coronavirus update as needed, and we'll also be podcasting our Friday Planner. You can follow us at www.5-dubs.com, on Twitter at 5dubspodcast, or wherever you download your podcasts. Please let Rebecca know what you'd like to hear about. Our second new venture is the High School Highlight Reel. It's a weekly regional roundup of high school sports news drawn from our members' coverage. This e-newsletter is designed to amplify the coverage of our members and draw attention to MDDC's aggregated site of regional news, mddcnews.com. I hope you'll check it out. Maryland's General Assembly adjourned Wednesday, cut short by the COVID-19 crisis. Legislators passed a digital advertising tax, that's House Bill 732, which will tax digital advertising impressions in the state. The tax is a tiered scale based on the company's globe, annual global gross revenues from all sources. If that sounds confusing to you, it is. MDDC believes that this advertising tax will add significant costs to digital advertising in the state, just at a time when businesses will be struggling to recover from the coronavirus epidemic. We are working in concert with local and national advocates on next steps. Ballard Spar, who also run our pro bono legal hotline, has an excellent explainer on the tax that I've linked to in the show notes. Additionally, legislators passed a digital downloads and subscription tax, which will affect digital subscriptions of newspapers, magazines, and more. Print subscriptions are already subject to the sales tax. MDDC was able to preserve the printed notice of the abandoned property notice, which runs in newspapers around the state. Unfortunately, though, our two signature bills, House Bill 502-Senate Bill 590 and House Bill 379, cross-filed with Senate Bill 1042, did not make it out of committee, primarily due to the truncated session. 
House Bill 502 would have expanded the jurisdiction of the Public Information Act Compliance Board to issue binding resolutions in a variety of disputes, and House Bill 379 would have strengthened Maryland's anti-SLAPP statute. We will bring both of those pieces of legislation back for the 2020 session. Excuse me, for the 2021 session. Delaware's session is indefinitely postponed. Now finally, a note of encouragement. News media rises to the occasion. This week has tested every one of us, juggling family, jobs, anxiety, and fear. Thank you to our members who have been there on the front lines reporting on the coronavirus crisis and local news so that our communities can trust that they are being informed on the matters that affect them most. Local news media serves its communities every day, and this is put into stark relief during times of crisis, such as the one we are facing now. COVID-19 has upended the lives and livelihoods of every person in the state. You are fulfilling a critical role. When your fellow community members want to know how the governor's executive orders will affect them, they look to you. They depend on you to circulate the latest information released by county commissioners, school superintendents, mayors, and town councils on the local response to an ever-changing situation. They need you to share how to stay safe during these times. Our communities need us, trust us, and depend on us. Be proud of your work and dedication and know how crucial this work is. Please also take time away from work to relax. This is not a sprint, and we will need everyone to be able to contribute. MDDC is here to help you. Please reach out if you have questions or needs that we can help with. Thank you.